Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. This episode is sponsored by Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School, helping franchisors and aspiring franchisors strategically turbocharge their business growth through a range of comprehensive online masterclasses, exclusive membership, and one-to-one mentoring. Head over to franchisebusinessschool.com to find out more. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club. Club podcast. I am joined today by Carol Perez, who is a communities expert. And I am so excited to have Carol on the show this morning. Hello, Carol. Hey. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I love, I love your energy, Charlie. Like I absolutely love it. So I'm really happy to be here with your beautiful audience. Ah, I'm so excited. And actually, this is something that comes up all of the time for my audience like Charlie how do I grow a successful Facebook group how do I build a community like you have and this is like exactly what you talk about so I'm super excited to dive in but before we do tell everybody about your journey into this how did you become a communities expert Okay, I think everything started without me realizing it when I moved from Mexico to the UK so um, in me- I moved with my husband, because he's Mexican as well. So but I think that's a little bit different because most of the time my Mexican friends, they're married like a British guy. Yeah. And there is already, you know, the social space for them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we moved here and after three months, I managed to find a job. I was a project manager at the time, uh, consulting, IT. And I was really excited because I'm like, oh my God, I want to meet people. And then they tell me, well, this is a home base, you know, role. Yeah. I was the very first project manager in that company. They already been in the in the US, but not in the UK. Um, and I was like, okay. So I honestly did everything, defined the like the structure, the systems, all of that. But when I say that my journey started there, I think it's because everything was online, our clients, our team, globally, everything. And we managed to create such a beautiful company and successful that we managed to sell that. I, I wish I would be like, you know, a partner because we sold that business twice oh, wow. to bigger and bigger companies because they love the culture. They love that we managed to create this amazing com- like connection with our team, which most of the people I have never met like face to face. And my clients, the same thing. And it was just, you know, this beautiful connection that we created. So then after that, I'm also a certified life coach because I started to question everything about my life when I moved here. And I got my certification. I started doing that like a side thing, all of that, because my, you know, my role was very good in the corporate world. So I really, you know, needed the money, a mistake that many of us do because we don't need the money. So I went, yeah, this is just my little business. It was more a hobby. Um, and then in 2020, I one day, Shawasmond posted that she wanted to hire a community manager. 
And I saw the post, Charlie, and I and I thought, this person is me. She's describing me. And I wasn't looking for a job. I wasn't. And I started working with her and I did what I know what to do like as a consultant. So I arrived into her world and I was like, okay, what is your vision? What do we have? I'm going to help you create the strategy and the bridge. And we did that. And I loved it. And it just felt so easy for me to see the gap, to see where they could improve, what they could do better, where is not connection happening, where is connection happening, but it's not making profit. So I just realized, oh my God, I'm so good at this <laughs> that I couldn't imagine it. Like I would buy back in the day, I wasn't like very confident about myself. Like I would never say, oh my God, I'm a great like director or I'm a great life coach. Oh my God. But I know that I'm a great community expert. Like I know it. So that's how all of this happened. I mean, I I don't work with Shai anymore. I don't work with anybody. Uh, it's just me and my business and my clients. Uh, but that's the journey a little bit. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that's the journey. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I love that that has like happened so organically for you as well. Yeah. And um, what would you say is the biggest mistake that you see people making when it comes to like you briefly said about chasing the money there which I totally agree with but what are the other mistakes you see because sometimes I feel people are so desperate to create that community and I, mm-hmm. I want my community, like your community and I, I sometimes feel like that desperation doesn't play out that well yes I think um number one is many people try to build those close online communities mm. like they were creating their social media yeah and the reality is that the, the industry has changed massively because when COVID happened, many people who have never thought about the online world started to think about it. So all the strategies that huge coaches share to, oh, you know, um, just post consistently in your group, just be visible, just ask questions, and then engagement is going to happen. It's not like that anymore. And people haven't realized that. And it's really hurting their business and their group because now it needs to be, there needs to have a, there needs to be a strategy in place. They need to really understand what is their role and how they are showing up in front of the people. And they also need to be super clear about many things. Whereas in the past, when these huge coaches were building the communities, it was just, everybody was online just for fun. So they, you know, they, they could have, they did that. They were just growing these like it was social media and it worked for them, but it's not like that anymore. So I think the mistake I see is seeing people wanting to build this like it's social media and a huge mistake. And please, if you're listening to this and you're doing this, stop doing it. It's horrible when you join a group just to realize they are posting exactly the same things that they are posting in in their Instagram or on Facebook. You feel betrayed. This is like... You're like, oh my God, I accepted your invitation and you are giving me the same rubbish that every like to everybody else out there. Don't do that. And also another huge mistake is, I don't know why, I don't know from where we we get this. We believe that building like this connection and trust online needs to, to happen faster than if it was like in real person. And that's not true because... Sometimes there are there are specific, you know, if you go to a retreat, of course you're going to open up to everybody because 
you know, it's just you, many times you sign an NDA. So you really feel comfortable opening up. Mm. But in an, in an, if you go to a coffee and then someone starts talking to you and you're like, oh, I like this person. It's not like you immediately are going to share everything about you. No. So we need to not only stay consistent, but being super patient and creating this path for people to trust you and to start opening up. And this doesn't happen immediately. And I always challenge people because, oh my God, everybody's so good at complaining that, oh my God, it, people don't say anything and only crickets. And I'm like, okay, how in how many people, in how many groups are you? Yeah. How many comments do you leave? When you actually, do, are you actually liking the content? And if you don't like the content and you don't feel related to that, just leave the group. They're just damaging the host. So we are very good at, you know, oh, people is doing this to me. And we don't really stop to say, to say, I'm doing this in other people's groups. Yeah, it's so interesting because there's like maybe two, maybe three groups that I actively check. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. Active part um, of those groups. Now, it used to be more. When I was growing my own audience, I was I decided to actively be involved in five other people's. Absolutely. Groups that had and so I would go and I would give the value and I would um you know be a part of it and also when struggles came up I'd be like right I'm gonna put that in that group because Mm -hmm. my ideal clients in there and it works perfectly now I don't need to do that I don't have the time to do it on a daily basis so I I just go into groups that I enjoy being a part of Mm -hmm. if I'm honest there's only two or three of them and for me I want to make sure that my group is that for some people yes what I see people doing is just selling in their group. And nobody joins a Facebook group to be sold to. Like, no. it's not how it works. Do you see that a lot? I I do. And I think I see that happening, particularly with people who are already, like, huge. And that for them, building this community, or what they call a community, because this is something that people are so confused about the term. Sometimes people come to me like, oh, I want you to help me to grow my Instagram. And I'm like, no, that's not what I do. (laughs) Because, yeah, this group that you mentioned, they have this group to have access to a very warm audience, which don't get me wrong. It's fine. It's super valid. It's another marketing tool, but it's not the same as having a community. Where it's like this beautiful connection where people not only see themselves in, in, in Charlie, let's say, they see themselves in the rest of the group. They know that the group is there for them and they are there for the rest of the people. And I can see that in your group. Like your group is like, like the best example of this is a community and this is, this is how you build a successful, a successful business. I know other groups I'm not going to mention. And I mean, this is a warm audience. This is not a community. Um, I mean, and it's at the end of the day, it's a personal choice, but. But (laughs) tomorrow, you know, tomorrow when maybe Charlie decides, you know, I'm done with sales, I'm going to do something different. You already have that connection with people. Whereas the other person that only creates this group to sell and sell and sell and sell, there is not that connection with people. Like it's, it's going to take them more time to, if they decide to do something different, to convince people to follow them. Because there is no this like relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And my favorite thing, Carol, oh my gosh, it is my favorite thing when this happens. When two 
members of my community have only met through my community and I've had people do courses together buy from each other become friends go out for coffee oh um, that just like I feel like I'm weird, but that fills my heart with joy. Absolutely. And that's because you're a true community creator. Yeah. For you. And of course, we are like building these free groups because we want to bring the the, the income. Mm. But it's also about the impact. Like most of my clients are very similar to you in the sense of I'm doing this because I want to change the world. And I also want the money. So how can we do this? Yeah. And. yeah, let's go. And, and and they listen to the to the uh, community and they do this because, oh my God, even if you, I mean, I've seen the value that you offer for free, like without even like selling anything. Yeah. Because you also care about the impact and also you get it. Like not everybody's going to buy right now. Maybe there are people that they will never buy from you, but they will be talking about you outside your group. And that's absolutely beautiful. Like the the ripple effect that happens with an engaged group is amazing. But first you need to have the engagement. (laughs) Otherwise it's not going to happen. (laughs) Let's talk about that then because people get... um... People get obsessed with the numbers, right? If only I had, my group is teetering on the edge of 9,000. I really hope this weekend goes over. They're still driven by the numbers, you know, I I like a little- Yeah, we all are. (laughs) But, um, you know, people will say to me, if only I had 9,000 people in my group, it would be Mm. great. You know, I'd be making the sales. Here's the thing. I actually found it easier when I only had 250 in my group. So I I got selling around 250. I I felt like I'd made it, Carol. I had Mm -hmm. 250 in the group. They were commenting, liking, not all the time. Nobody turned up to my lives. Um, But, you know, I I felt like I was doing something good and, and it was sort of working. But when I had 250 people in my group, I knew everybody. I knew mm-hmm. others. I would reach out to them. I would have chats with them. It was a community and it felt good. With 9,000, you cannot do that. There are loads of people in that group who I don't know. I don't know the businesses. People message me saying, oh, I've just bought so-and-so from you. I've been watching you for years. And I think, I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of challenges with a bigger group. And what I always say to my clients is, it doesn't matter if you only got 100 people, you only got 60 people, look after those people. Like I think that when I launch a new program, I'm like, I'm going to make it the best possible experience for them. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that they get amazing results because I know if I look after these people, more people will come. But people are so fixated on the numbers, they forget about that. I know, I know. And something that, um, and I share this all the time, it's either that about the numbers or also they that get annoyed when it's the same people commenting. And I'm like, why are you upset that only three people, the same three people are always commenting? I would love you, that. Exactly. Like, and I'm just thinking, use them. If they really like what what you're sharing, they should be your ambassadors without the rest of the people. Like use them to create more engagement instead of complaining about them. Because honestly, people complain about that. And I also know that for many people is they curate their content, they share valuable content, they want to educate people. But the only picture that everybody commented was or the puppy or the child or... And they get, again, really angry and really resentful. And I will say, don't be, because 
use it. It's still engagement. Like, what if instead of that, you start using your story to link your content? That is going to create more engagement. However, also people get into this trick of, oh, if I have engagement, then I'm going to bring profit. And it's that's not true. Because there are many groups which have, oh my God, they are so like a, such a loving community and everybody loves each other. And oh my God, but the poor host is not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, it's very interesting. Um, I mean, the more, the more I meet like different community creators, the more I am in, in this world, the more I'm fascinated by it and the different dynamics and the different topics and the different way of creating things. Because again, I don't know why people, we keep doing the, oh my God, I already know what I want to do. I'm just going to do my Wisdom Wednesday and Thursday Thoughts and then Friday Freedom or whatever. And then that's it. My group is going to happen. No. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because I am disorganized at best. So, <laughs> I, I made this conscious decision when I started my group that I wasn't going to do any of this Wednesday wisdom nonsense mm. because I, I just knew that I wouldn't be able to live up to it. And then, you know, my followers would be like, Charlie, it's Wednesday. And I'd be like, yeah, what are you? <laughs> so the only thing that I did used to do was my Sunday night lives. And that worked well for me having the same slot because otherwise I'd forget to do them. But do you feel like doing a regular pattern thing works do you recommend doing that i just want to talk to you about jenna farmer um jenna is one of my podcast sponsors she also is in my mastermind and she takes care of all of the pr for charlie day sales so if you want to make 2023 the year that you and your business is featured in magazines newspapers and tv Jenna Farmer is a journalist and PR who teaches businesses how to consistently get amazing press coverage that helps take their business to the next level. To start your PR journey, join Jenna's free Facebook community and get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer. All of the links for that are in the show notes. Um, you can also follow Jenna on Instagram for quick and easy PR tips. She's Jenna Farmer PR. Go and um, check Jenna out because she is amazing. She's had me featured all over the place, including Red Magazine, um, Forbes. I've been in all sorts of places. So um, Jenna is definitely worth checking out. We are really pleased with the work that she's done for us. I, I, it works, but there are ways of, of doing it, if that makes sense. Uh, because first of all, one of the, of the things that I share with my, with my clients is do this in a way that feels fun. And when you are working, because let's be honest, the only thing that we see when we join a successful group, the only thing that we see is the content. So we believe that that's the only thing that you need to make this group successful. Mm. When in reality, there are so many things behind that, you know, this, so many things. Um, but the consistency, of course, helps. But as long as it is really consistent. Yeah. Because it's they take time thinking about these names. And then, as you said, it's Wednesday and they don't feel like they want to do it. Because they are building this in a structure that they saw in a group that is successful. And then thought that, okay, this is going to work for me. Like, spoiler alert. It's not going to work for you. 
Yeah, and and it's you know this this community one is very interesting because, um, as I said, I know that the industry has changed, but not many people get it. Mm. So many people could be listening to this podcast and think, I I get it. I don't need to hire anybody to help me. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I have I have had people that they go to the intro calls. And they're like, oh, that just one thing that you said, now I know how to do it. I'm not going to hire you, which is completely fine. But then it's going to be two months, three months, six months, seven months, eight months, a year without you nailing how to create a great community that is going to, as I said, make impact but bring income. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very, very interesting to to witness how this is a new industry at the end of the day. Yeah. But this is evolving. And yeah, yeah, I just, I love, I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that, um, you know, the, the people who are in your group now might be the people who buy from you in 12 months time. It's an, a, a really, and and at the same time, somebody might join your group today and buy today. I, I don't absolutely buy the fact that you need to nurture and nurture and nurture, but you know, a Facebook group, a Facebook community is a huge asset. If I were to decide to quit today, I could sell my Facebook group for thousands. And I think that people don't realize how much of an asset a Facebook mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me because I have loads of people been like, Charlie, I'm going to close my Facebook group down. No, no, don't do that. Please, please, people don't do that. <laughs> Okay, so what do, what do we do if the Facebook group dies? Like, there's no engagement, people aren't commenting, can we revive it? Or if you've had a long gap, if you've stopped posting, can you revive? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I The other day someone asked me, like, how long should people wait until their group works? And I was like, whatever it takes, like, whatever it takes. And the sooner you can just get one of my freebies, you know, I mean, if you don't want to work with me, don't work with me, but do this favor to your community and to yourself, because the reality is, and with, I mean, AI is here and it's not going anywhere. No. It's not going absolutely, like if anything, it's going to get worse or best, depending on, I mean, I love it. I absolutely love it. There are people that feel very scared, but if you're one of those who feel scared, more like do your community, because that human interaction it's not going to be replaced, at least for the next 10, 10 years. I don't know after that, to be honest, because things are changing. But for the next 10 years, do you want to make good money in the next 10 years? Then don't close your group. Like, get one of my freebies, go to Charlie's event so you can hear me talking there. Like, honestly, make this work because people buy from people. And with all of these technologies, it's only happening even more. And just look at companies. Huge, this is not only like small business thing. Like huge companies get it. Mm-hmm. They know. I mean, you go to your local or Nike or Adidas shop, they have their running clubs. You go to Lululemon, they have the yoga clubs because they get it that people want to feel part. People want to belong. Mm-hmm. And why is that they're going to, to buy their next like, sweatpants or I don't know trainers from the local shop because that's where they have their mates they are probably going to buy the same shoes the same top for the yoga like big brands get it and they've been doing it for years so I think it's really time to take it seriously and see the whole like the the beautiful potential that it has because 
when I think about communities, I can only think about positive things. Yeah. And I think about the person who is living in a tiny island, probably in Scotland, who the people that are around them are not like them. Yeah. And you can go to them and tell them, you know, I have this subscription box and it's go- it goes with a community. Or I have this um, topic about sales. You know, you can learn how to sell online. And they don't, you know, they don't even need to go out of their village yeah, I love to, to, to conquer their dreams. Yeah. So, yeah, don't close it. <laughs> it's interesting because... Um... But look, this is a random tangent story, but it has got a point. In 2013, I was nominated for an award and I, I used to run a theatre school and one of the parents had seen this award and it was just in Essex where I live and they had nominated me for the award and they sent someone out to interview me. It was all very formal, you know, back in the day when everything was face to face. And the guy asked me, you know, what will you do if this doesn't work out? And I was like taken aback by that question and I didn't really have an answer for it. Mm -hmm. So in the end, I just said, it will work. It's going to work. And then um, when I went to the awards and I won the award and afterwards you could ask for feedback. So I was like, you know, Keen, Green, Charlie, like what's the feedback? (laughs) And he actually said to me, the thing that made you win it was the fact that when I asked you, what would you do if it failed? You had no answer. And I knew that you were just going to do everything to make it work. And it was like Young Entrepreneur of the Year. So it was all about mm-hmm. something out. Mm-hmm. And that is how I have lived my life. Do you know what I mean? When I started the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, it wasn't, I was never going to close it down. That was not an option. When I, yeah. you know, any offer that I put out there is going to work because yeah. that's the way I work. And I think you have to have that mentality, don't you? Oh my God, absolutely. And and this is, I love that you mentioned this. And honestly, if you're listening, we didn't plan this. No, <laughs> but, this is the least planned podcast. Like, like literally, we didn't plan this. Um, I, I know that the success of any community, it's, it happens when we have three things. So the first one is a concept. The concept is on your foundation, your why, your ideal member, you know, like all of that admin thing, if you like, that we do when we launch, we want to launch even a business. Mm-hmm. Then it's, of course, a content because everything needs to be aligned to that concept. But the third one, because you could have the most beautiful strategy, nail the ideal member, like have everything. But the third factor is a community creator. The community creator needs to be ready to be that leader. Because at the end of the day, you are going to be a leader. You like it or not, even if you're an introvert, it's fine. You will find your way to be a leader. So anything, every time that I work with a client, I also coach them because I get it. I know that even if they have the most beautiful strategy, if they aren't ready to take on the role, if they aren't ready to feel open to connect with people, if they are ready to, um, even their systems, you know, to put the systems in place to receive all the people, things are not going to work because we could be taking the same actions, but they come from a different place. And I'm a very Google person, but if they come from a, from a, from a specific energy from the outside, you could be doing exactly the same thing. I could be delivering a life on my, on my Facebook group because I said that I will do fabulous Fridays and I'm on my fabulous Friday 
But I'm thinking, oh my God, nobody's going to watch this. Nobody's going to like this. Everybody's going to think like, this is not working. There's nobody here, blah, blah, blah. And you are going to deliver this. And you're, probably you have a script. I don't know. But if you deliver this same thing, this same script thinking, oh my God, it's so funny that there's nobody here. There's no people alive. But I'm so excited because where, where is that they're going to watch my life? Will they be in the toilet? Will they be in the train? Will they be like, oh my God, I really want to share this value with you because I know it's going to change your life. And I'm so excited. And this is my script. And I, you know, and, and I'm on the script and I'm saying exactly the same thing. But what is behind? It's completely different. Yeah. And it's going to land in a different way. So we need to be like, when you take on this role, you need to be ready. And when I say ready, what I mean is, oh, you need to be like, oh, no, no, no. Ready to take on that leadership, take on that leadership role, even if you have no idea. Mm. Just like, let's be more Charlie. Like, you know that you are going to make this work. And, and you're going to take these people with you. Sorry. Just figure it out along the way. That's exactly, it. exactly. Yes. But it's having that, um, it's not even like tenacity, it's just knowing, okay, I'm doing this. I'm fucking doing this. Like I need to do it and I'm going to make it work. And if that means just being live on Fridays, that means that right now, everything can evolve, everything can change. Uh, that's the beauty of being alive. <laughs> Yes, I love that. Oh my gosh, Carol, you are amazing. I end my podcast in the same three ways and I can't wait to hear your answers to these questions. Tell me, who inspires you? Okay, this I never thought I would answer with this person in mind because when I met, the way I knew about her was very random and the first time that I saw her, I was like, who is this woman? Like she triggered me so much. And now I, I'm I'm a huge fan. I don't know if you know Catherine Senkina. She calls herself the money babe. Yeah. I really admire how she doesn't care about the world. She just do her thing. She goes go for what she wants. And she's creating the life that she wants, like with a freedom that, oh my God, and confidence that I absolutely love which I will never thought like I will say that about her because the way I met her is one day I receive a book in my place and I'm like, who sent me this? And a friend that was living in, in, in Vienna sent this book to five women across the world. She was like, like we're doing this challenge because it's a 21 challenge. I was like, oh, it's horrible, but okay. My friend is telling us let's do this. And I did it. And oh my God, like it's been abs- like, yeah, like you have no idea all the things that happened after that. <laughs> Wow, amazing. I have to check it out. Um, Number two, what about a book that you would recommend? Okay, so I think the book that really, I would say like inspired, changed my life and all of that is from Viktor Frankl, which is called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, It's very profound. It's very, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's always here with me. that and finally what is a piece of advice you would give to a fellow entrepreneur I will say um hire a coach go to therapy but don't do this by yourself like you will need that support yeah I totally (laughs) yeah (laughs) um 
Carol, I'm so excited that you're joining us next week at Supercharge Your Sales. You're going to be on my stage. It's happening on Thursday. If you haven't bought your ticket yet, then the link is in the show notes to buy the ticket. But tell everybody, Carol, where they can find you. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. I'm as at the Carol Perez. Maybe I can share you the link. Um, so you can leave it there. You can find me there. Um, I'm always open to DMs. Uh, my website is being updated today. So hopefully it's going to be ready. Uh, it's thecarolperez.com. So then you can learn more about me and the things that I do. And yeah. Oh, and I have a podcast as well. Oh, tell us about the podcast. And tell us about one of your freebies as well. Uh, the podcast is called Legacy Creators um, and Changing the World Through Communities. So, yeah, I hope that you catch it. And I'm I'm organizing a free experience. Can I talk about that? Absolutely. Is that okay? Yeah. So, um, you're listening to this on Monday. So, on Tuesday, I'm starting a seven-day experience. It's called Fabulous Facebook Group. It's for all the people who are struggling with the quiet group. Oh. Uh, we're going to spend time together. We're going to have fun. I'm going to teach you how to revive this group. Um, and it's going to, we're going to have a blast. Like, honestly, go on and sign up. <laughs> awesome. Carol, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. My final podcast sponsor for this episode is Natalie Skinner at The Fixer. Natalie is absolutely fabulous. And if you are wearing too many hats, trying to do a million and one things and finding that there are never enough hours in the day, then maybe it's time to work smarter rather than harder and introduce proven tools and systems that can keep your business moving forward without the overwhelm or stress. Not sure where to start? Natalie Skinner at The Fixer specializes in putting systems and processes in place to transform your customer journey, allowing you to scale with ease and reclaim your time to focus on what really matters to you. You can get in touch with Natalie in the show notes are all her contact details. Thanks for listening.